Hello there, I'm Jordan O'Brien and this is the New Leaf Podcast. Joining me today for episode 11 of the New Leaf podcast is another good friend of mine from school and a current entrepreneur with her new business adventure, Modern Origin. It's Catherine Black. Welcome onto the podcast. Hi, so excited. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm grand, thank you. Um, keeping myself busy and mm-hmm. trying to patiently wait for when everything's going to open <laughs> up again. It's been <laughs> such a struggle. I can't wait. Uh, I just... To be able to enjoy the simple things in life, like go out for a couple of walks and not feel guilty and watch your neighbours like stare at you. To go for a coffee? Oh. To sit down in the park and not have to worry about someone coming along and moving you. If you're too (laughs) long, that's it. You have to go home now. (laughs) Just such, such simple things that we took for granted and had it all wiped away a year ago. But it's been about 12 months since lockdown really began for us all um i'm sure for a lot of people as well there's been so much has happened in that 12 months um what about yourself in terms of you know your university experiences and things like that too how has the past 12 months been for you it's so interesting you said about uni because um pre-pandemic I, I love how that's a phrase now pre-pandemic. as well uh 2019 i started a master's course it was supposed to last a year and of course, uh, COVID has gotten in the way of a lot of things, but we are in 2021 and I am only now finishing my dissertation, <laughs> finally. <laughs> I just think you've had all this extra time to prepare. <laughs> I know. We were laughing about that the other day. Um, I was saying, you know, 2019 was when I graduated from my bachelor's and um, started my uh, my master's and here we are in uh, a year into lockdown 2021 and I'm still writing the dissertation. <laughs> You're still going. Um, we were chatting as well before we came on air about what your dissertation was and I remember doing a few questionnaires and stuff for it and I find it really interesting and yeah. probably later in the episode we'll delve into it because it links into something else that I want to chat about. Mm-hmm. But really I just want to sort of chat about, you know, what you have been doing or what you're currently doing now. You know, you're yeah. still studying for your masters yeah and you had your bachelor's is in english as well yeah. um so you were very sort of literally minded in terms of school because you would have been interested in books and that that's the only times i really would have interacted with you in school mm-hmm. i just knew that Catherine black was an english student and that was it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we didn't really sit together that much um but you sort of there seemed to be a period where you sort of changed course and you, you now want to venture into something else so just tell me a little bit about what sort of avenue you want to go down yeah so like you said so my bachelor's was English I loved English I was my A-levels everything um loved it and I did the course and it was fantastic um and I got to the end of my bachelor's and everybody you know they were either moving on to a job that came directly from their course or they were doing a master's and I kind of had to take a step back and think what it was that I wanted to do and I really love vintage clothes I love the idea of like now you know having looked into it I love the idea of like slow fashion and um I at the time thought that um advertising would maybe be the way forward um academically so I did a master's in um communications and PR like you said and yeah, I actually, I discovered Depop halfway through my uh, my master's degree and got into that. And, you know, we joke about uh, the Depop empire. Um, you know, I, I got really into Depop and selling stuff online, as so many people do. It's been so popularized and it's such a good thing, you know, to keep clothes in circulation instead of um, buying into fast fashion um, as frequently. Um, and, uh, yeah, so uh, like you were saying, I was setting up... Um, I've just set up a small business called Modern Origin. Um, there's two founders. It's me and um, 
my friend Gavin, he actually goes, he, well, so I'm still at Jordan's doing my, um, my master's and he's at uh, Jordan's town, obviously online, doing his master's. So um, yeah, we just thought, why not give it a go, see what happens. So that's our endeavour at the moment. The same could be said for myself as well, you know, over lockdown, I've decided to take up a new adventure and, and see where it goes as well. Um, there seems to be a lot of general interest and a lot of sort of support for it from the start and that's always great to have especially when you're in a small business and you're trying to branch out and expand almost and you know mm-hmm. we joke about depop empire and <laughs> how kb is ready to take over the world but <laughs> again like you said it's it's the simple thing of just you know not old clothes but keeping stuff that like you said, is vintage in circulation rather than just sort of the wear and tear and like I don't wear that anymore, I'll just throw it out or put it into a black bag and dump it in some bin somewhere else. It gets it use, but there over the past couple of years you would probably agree that there has been a little bit of an increase in sort of vintage wear. It seems yeah. to and retro especially too. Retro, I love that word. Yeah, so um our sort of tagline, if you will, across all of our medias um, is sustainable, ethical, quality garments. Um, and the reason, uh, so obviously sustainability and ethical, you know, like um, where it's sourced from, we're not buying anything in that um, is newly made. Um, and quality garments, you know, refers to like, like you said, vintage, but also we have like labeled clothes, branded stuff, branded as well. stuff. Yeah, like there, there, there's stuff that still has labels on that would otherwise go to like landfill or do you know what I mean? So it's good to keep that um in circulation instead of people feeling that they constantly have to go and look for new, newly made, you know. Yeah, and another thing as well with it too, because you are a small startup mm-hmm. and it's yourself and Gavin it is a lot of work at the start but once things get going there is such a great reward and there's you know probably a countless number of people out there in the world that have all started just with a friend or someone they went to uni with and they've had a business idea and just went yeah let's go for it why not and they're sitting and they're reaping the rewards so fingers crossed everything goes well for you and Gavin as well um does, did Gavin as well have a marketing style degree as well? So he he does like, I'm going to sound like a terrible person and not completely understand what it is that he does, but he does like <laughs> business and like finance and all of that good stuff that I just will never understand. <laughs> um, possibly accounting, girl, don't know. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, are we team? So it's, um, you know, I run the, the marketing and the online and, I have experience with Depop <laughs> and I've start, we've started Evented and we have a website coming soon. So um, I kind of run the, if you want to say, like the daily operations of it. Um, Gavin runs all, he has made like, if you will, the books. He yeah. runs the spreadsheets and the financials and he keeps on top of all of that. Checks the legalities of everything. Um, and then we have kind of branched into, we have a small team. So we have um, my friend Sky. you know, we went to school with Skye. Yeah. She was our, um, she was our model for our official first launch. We had a photo shoot. And then also my housemate, Ruben, um, who you know, um, I yeah. brought into the formal. Um, he, uh, he's our IT guy. Um, so he's actually building our website. So, yeah, so we have the two founders and then we have sort of a wee small team ongoing because, you know, it takes an awful lot to get um, a wee small startup, like you said, like up and off the ground. And yeah, yeah, so it's a lot of work. But between sort of four people who get on well and know each other, it's 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 an interesting, fun little process. Yeah, it it definitely helps as well when you have friends that sort of chip in and help, you know, like I mainly do this all on my own. But Mm -hmm. the new intro music is completely from... James Milliken, all of the the lovely edits and the lovely logo was done by Chris Black as well. Mm-hmm. So you know I've had a little bit of help from friends to try and get me going and give me a little bit of a head start rather than try and do everything myself. Exactly. But just having that little bit of support and it, like you said, it always helps when you get all together because it makes it more enjoyable as a project when there's more of you to sort of 
go through those experiences together. And I'm sure you've noticed as well. Um, obviously you've you've been doing this like um a good while longer than I've been trying to run my little project, but um you're so I was so blown away by like how quickly people are there to support you and how much your friends are there to support you. I'm sure you've experienced like the same. Yeah, there's people that I didn't even think would sort of listen or even share anything and then a couple of times I've been in work or I'm out for a walk and someone will stop me and go, hey, I listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I look at them and go, I didn't take you for the kind of person who listens to people talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be rude, but you don't strike me as the person that would. But I think because they know who I am mm-hmm. and want to try and help me in any way. Po- and it's the same with like yourself too. You know, I've shared a couple of things and I actually went on and looked and some of the clothes looks really 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 good and like yeah. you say it's all well sourced so there's no issues behind that but yeah there just seems to be something over the past year that has changed i'm gonna say some people's attitudes to be a little bit more supporting no it has you're so right yeah like a lot of people have taken this time to be a bit more selfish and reserved and right okay it's gonna be about me but a lot of people have looked at it and thought right well they're helping in so many different ways whether it's like i've mentioned before with charities or just even supporting something small graham and i chatted a couple of weeks ago about supporting local yeah and how that is such a big thing for him and i've started to have that belief of you know you should help out the people around you whether it is a friend is starting a podcast a business they're going into a new profession and they need support or whatever Mm -hmm. i think it's just such a massive thing and it doesn't really take that much of an effort to help. Yeah. So having that support has been great and I've loved it and will continue to keep kicking on, I'm sure, as you will, with um, Modern Origin, Modern Origin Official on Instagram as well, if anyone wants to go and check out. I think you just recently launched a new sort of range of clothes as well. Yeah, so um, it was kind of complicated because obviously... When you think about a company launching, they're launching products that they've produced or that they've made or styled. Um, so when it came to us, we had all of these, all of these clothes and all of these um, items and we didn't know how to launch it in such a way that it felt branded. Um, obviously, you know, so many people will run their own Depop. They know you just upload it, um, put it out, put your hashtags, off you go and people will message and ask about it. But we wanted to make it feel cohesive. We wanted to make it feel like you were buying from a business. Um, and so what we did was we, uh, we had our photo shoot and obviously there was thousands of photos to sort through and we couldn't sit and do it all in one day. So we thought, right, what are we going to do to pique people's interests? Um, and to have people on board for when the official launch happens. So what we chose to do was um, we did what we called a pre-launch drop, which was six items. So there was uh, three sort of female items and three male items. Um, Not that everything can't be unisex, but you know, like generally. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we launched, um, I think it was like a a fleece. It was an Adidas fleece. We launched a designer hoodie. Um, we launched uh, like a pair of jeans um, and it was just different types of clothing from the different sections of what our business was going to go into because we wanted to give people um, an insight of all the different things that were going to come from us. So the pre-launch went down really well and um, better than we expected to be honest and um, a lot of people were sharing it on their stories and yeah that was fun and then um, just over the course of the past few days the official launch went out yesterday um and so the official launch has been that the items um you know leading on from that have gone up in our depop and our uh our vented um so yeah like there's still more items to go up but the official launch is up and everything is going and uh come and buy from us but <laughs> <laughs> like you said before the way you've sort of went around and what modern art stands for in terms of like ethically yeah well sourced and stuff you do go on and you can see that you've put an effort into it and everything is well sourced and everything is of a, a good standard of quality too. Yeah. I think it's easy for people on Depop or other sort of outlets as well. They can throw something up and then you get it and it's just not the same. Yeah. Yeah, no, we don't, we're not, we're not, as much as things are, I hate, I hate the word secondhand and that sounds kind of controversial, but I hate the word secondhand because it sounds like a hand-me-down, right? Yeah. These items are like, 
pre-loved, pre-owned, still in amazing condition. We're not selling on rubbish. You yeah. know what I mean? We're selling on stuff that people are actually going to want. Um, and I think that's kind of the idea is that, like you were saying, like, um, you know, you can have your own sort of private wee online thing where you're just selling like a top you wore a couple of times or whatever. But we're not going to sell on any fast fashion brands. We're not going to sell on anything that, you know, was bought and worn once just for the sake of having it. This is all sort of items that are going to last a long time. are going to be good quality. Maybe you're going to buy it, wear it a few times and sell it on again. Because I just find that vintage clothes, this is one of the things I love about them. Vintage clothes and sort of pre-Y2K clothes are made better and are made to last. Whereas fast fashion clothes, like, um, I won't name brands, but fast fashion clothes that you can buy in bulk and you can get, like, 20 items for, like, £100, they last, like, one or two wears. And then they sort of fade. They're so disposable. Yeah. And it's just so bad for, uh, it's just so bad for the environment. And it's just, you know, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with that. Like, I, it's in a completely different field from, like, fashion and stuff. But even just in terms of, like, sports shirts for me like I have a couple of shirts up the stairs that are all either 90s or 80s and they're quite retro but again the quality yes the quality in the materials might be slightly different from what we're used to now and it's a little bit more synthetic but again they last yeah they last so well and there's that kind of look and style to them and they're sort of very out there that people yeah. sort of turn and look and go hey that's actually quite I quite like that yeah. even though it's maybe 30 odd years old yeah. and people still sort of go wow and are taken in by it but yeah I would completely agree with what you say that it's very easy for people to just knock up a load of t-shirts and throw them out and sell them and then people go oh well they haven't asked it well tough uh, that's not my fault you know they've got their money in, in their pocket and there's no yeah. way you're getting it back and I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not I'm in no way shape or form criticising people who buy from fast fashion brands we've all been there we've all been students we've all just wanted a dress for a night out you know um, I'm just talking in terms of longevity in terms of items that you're going to want to last in your wardrobe for a long time you know what I mean yeah and I get that £35 for a pair of jeans might not be something that every student I certainly wouldn't have fished £35 out for a pair of jeans when I was first year and, you know, working in a bar and whatever. But, uh, yeah, in terms of longevity and in terms of looking after the planet and in terms of uh, buying into slow fashion, I just think that uh, uh, local brands and well-sourced things are the way forward. Yeah, and like myself as well, the, the main sort of social media that you've, chosen to use is Instagram yeah and I know that it's one of the basis it's one of the things that you've decided to base your dissertation on and like yeah. the use of fashion on Instagram as well because yeah. you could be sitting here scrolling through your phone and every other post is a sponsored post about fashion or whatever else it may be on Instagram and mm -hmm. it seemed to be very heavily tailored to fashion I mm -hmm. think you would probably agree and it seems to be more popular with people now trying to sell and advertise yeah rather than any other sort of media outlet or even the likes of tv or stuff like that because most people who are young and are into that kind of as you said fast fashion and just quickly buy something are all on instagram yeah yeah um so my dissertation, like you said, it's based a lot on Instagram. So it was about the impact of Instagram marketing on Northern Irish businesses. Um, and this was an interest of mine. Oh, like a year, if not more, pre-Modern Origin was even sort of thought about. But yeah, I've always thought that's really interesting. Um, because when we were at university, which was, for me, what was that, like 2016 up until now, you know, when we were at uni, you know, um, Instagram was the social media that everybody used. TikTok wasn't a thing. Um, I know now that, um, I know now that like the younger, like the teenagers and stuff, like um, they're all on TikTok. And I've heard a few people joking that they see TikTok or that they see Instagram as like a millennial thing, but I'm in denial about that or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, but for us, Instagram was the, the thing that started it. And when all those big brands were starting, you know, um, that was that was where you saw everything was on Instagram. And now, like you're saying, it's an absolute powerhouse for advertising. It's an absolute powerhouse for getting your message out there. And like yourself, like you, you have a, um, a 
New Leaf podcast Instagram and I suppose that's where I would do the majority of my supporting of your yeah, um, of your brand is like you would share it and you had your uh, you had your um competition I'm sure you gained a lot of traction from that so I mean I'm, I find personally that Instagram has been the most uh the most useful platform in terms of gaining sort of a little bit of notoriety yeah, yeah. I, I would I would definitely agree with that like I find that on Instagram you obviously tailor what you decide to follow. Yeah. So it's not like Facebook or any other thing where it's like suggested to you and it pops up. Yeah. You can actually decide to go and follow whatever pages that you want to engage with. I find it just, it's easier to use as well. It is. And um, a lot more of my engagements have come through using it rather than going on to Facebook or any other thing as well but it still doesn't quite beat word of mouth totally for me yeah. like I, I I would rather someone was out and you know it, it came into conversation somehow and they go oh by the way have you heard so and so is doing a thing now that's so effective yeah. and especially if it comes from someone that you sort of trust and their opinion carries a lot more weight like if a good close friend of mine was like, oh, here, Catherine's doing a thing. Go and check it out. I'll go and look at it. I go, oh, that's actually quite good. But if it was like some customer came walking through, oh, I know someone who's doing this thing. And I, okay, just collect your shopping and walk on. I'm not interested anymore. But word of mouth still has such an effective way of carrying it. Like technically this is all word of mouth. Right. If people want to listen to this and go and follow which you absolutely should, by the way. It's at Modern Origin Official on Instagram, Depop, and Vinted. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it for yourself, guys, so go and check it out. But yeah, I find Instagram is such a useful tool, and again, it's easy to use as well. Um, and it's interesting how you brought up younger kids viewing yeah. it as like an older thing, even though we're still in our early 20s. Don't. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but when we were in school that's all we used as well um, the gram exactly everyone talked about being on the gram doing it for the gram <laughs> but uh, as, I, as I bring up school I just want to I always enjoy chatting with people from school and always collecting their different experiences and yeah. before we came on we were chatting you know about some of the experiences that we we did have as well and I have always had a really really positive opinion of school and I'm sure you probably do as well yeah I loved I loved our school experience yeah. but I love getting like that different sort of viewpoint so growing up through school we were obviously in one friend group but I kind of branched off into a different area so there's quite a lot of stuff I actually missed really yeah in terms of like interactions and stuff we would across paths at sort of different friend group events and stuff but we weren't really chatty that much I think would be fair to say we had mutuals yeah that's what it was you know we were sort of friends of friends almost yeah. and then I think since we've left school I'd say we've probably spoken more than we actually did in those seven years at school do you know what's so interesting I was literally talking about this the other day the friendships formed in school were like the basis of like the friendships that you formed now but the friendships that I formed post school are like the ones that will last through life yeah which I think is like the strangest thing because obviously so um my best friend in school was Sky um who I mentioned earlier was the model for my um photo shoot but Sky and I obviously have continued our friendship into adulthood and that's what I mean like it's the continuation of friendship from school into your adult life that will be the friends that last forever. But then, um, just like you were saying about how we've gotten to know each other better post-school, I feel that's the same for, um, you know, for the people that I'm really, really close with now. Like, I mean, our friendship group are still pretty much exactly the same as yeah. we would have sat with um, in at, at lunch in school. Yeah. But the solidarity sort of of moving from that friendship into a friendship in your adult life has almost like changed the friendships that I'm now going to have. Yeah. It's the strangest, strangest thing. Like I've never felt as close to my school friends as I have this year. And I would, I would a hundred percent agree with that. You know, I, I mentioned last week in the podcast about Chris and James in particular, but yeah, a lot of people like the support I got all of last year and even up until now that I'm still receiving. And mm -hmm. one instance, I just want to 
bring up again is when we were standing outside the funeral home and Mm -hmm. a crowd started to gather for the funeral and stuff and then I looked over at the wall and there was maybe about 20 or 25 pupils all from my year and friends you included as well and seeing that completely changed my viewpoint again Mm -hmm. on you know the people that I had in school you know we weren't the closest and yes we would have met at certain occasions and we would have chatted but outside of that we weren't talking to each other every day and you know we weren't sort of around each other but seeing you there Mm -hmm. and seeing a few other people made me understand do you know what I actually respect that person a lot more mm-hmm. for for being there so I, I thank you and thank everyone that messaged or turned up or whatever as well but yeah it's strange how you could go through school for seven years and not really chat with someone and then it's only after you leave you suddenly build this connection it's so strange adult friendships are like the weirdest thing ever aren't they yeah it, and they literally come out of nowhere they do it, it's either by chance with someone that you might start working with for six months and then they leave and then you keep talking and then that's it or it can be someone that you've known from when you were the age of one or two and grow up with them and continue but you can still have that same level of friendship like you said like we were one of those friendships that we were just always at the same thing and then one day you were like well, KB, now it's just like, well, job. And it was, that was just it. Yeah. It was like, I've seen you an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be it, yeah. Like, we would always, at Christmas time, Christmas time was always the big one for us because it oh, was when we always went to Chris's house and we all sat there as um, a, a really big group of friends and then yeah. went out or even sometimes just sat in his garden to stupid o'clock in the morning. And the last time we done that was a few years ago and there was only a handful of us left and we were both there and yeah. we sat and I think it was probably the first time it was you're we right. had a full length conversation with each other we were like whoa we have so much in common yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought it because I'm either just in a completely different world of my own and not even thinking but then once everyone started to dwindle away and there was maybe only four or five of us sitting around the fire pit, yeah. a lot was learned about each other and I suddenly went, actually, do you know what? All these sort of preconceptions that you sort of hear whispers about people or like you sometimes don't know someone in school and then you'll be talking to someone and you build a character almost Completely. of what you think that person is like from, again, word of mouth and what people have said. And then you actually get talking to them and you have a completely different world view of that person. And that's exactly what happened. She's a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not just someone that sat in the corner with Sky and at her lunch all day, you know. She actually has dreams and aspirations and she has a job and she has a car and all these things. The same car since I was 17. By the way, I only apologise for the criminal damage that I'd done to your car. Why? What did you do to my car? So... One day in school, oh no! When we were all sitting around at lunchtime, stop it. Catherine left her car unattended, and we—I'm gonna say—applied some. <gasps> were you part of that? I possibly could have been. Jordan, I'm sorry. They asked me to do it because no, no, no. Tell, tell, tell quote, them, tell them what you did. Well, I can't remember what it said. Yes, you can. You just can't say it on the podcast. No, I, I genuinely can't. I can't remember because they had <laughs> they had sourced this sticker uh, for the back uh, of your car. More than one sticker. Uh, uh, <laughs> I forgot you remember everything. Girl. But yes, so they had sourced these stickers. Obscene. Obscene stickers. And my part was to apply it because, quote from... A boy who will remain nameless because I don't want to out them on this. Mm -hmm. But I have experience with graphics. So that's why they got me to put it on. So if you need any red paint for the car, I will happily come and patch it over. Do you know what's so funny about us having this conversation? Not that that's funny because that's horrendous. But um, (laughs) what is so funny about us having this conversation is the day that I walked out, we were number six and I walked out and I was like, I cannot drive around the town with this on the back of my car. 
And so I had to peel these off and obviously they took, you know, like the top layer of the paint off. And it was only this year. So the paint has been peeling off the, the bumper of my, the back bumper of my car, like I said, since I was 17. Well, actually I was 18 when that happened. Um, and uh, it was only this year that I finally was like, I'm going to replace my front and back bumpers. See, now I feel really bad. <laughs> now I feel, I feel like a sense of shame. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. Do you know what it is, Jordan? It's one of those things that you look back and you're like, that's so funny. Because it is funny. Like, in the grand scheme of things, that was quite funny. But now that you've just mentioned that it caused sort of collateral damage on the car... <laughs> All I can think in my head is, oh, you're an absolute dick, Jordan. Why did you do that? <laughs> no. Can I go back and not do it again? Uh, no, do you know, I, uh, it's, it's, anyone who went to our school or was in our friendship group, whatever, will understand that the Peugeot 107 has been a running joke since, like I said, I was 17 years old. Like, this car has seen me through everything. And so someday I will look back and I will be like, do you remember how I drove for four years with the paint flying off my front and back bumper? (laughs) 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 Unashamedly, I was like, look at her go, do you know? (laughs) It's such a magical car. Again, it's one of those things that you think back to school and it's one of the standout things. The 107. Yeah, the the 107 (laughs) E-Blacks chicken dippers. (laughs) The chicken dippers. You know, it's, it's one of those really small things that you suddenly Excellent. think about in our group and you just chuckle because it just reminds you of something so happy in school. Some people base their personalities on like their hobbies or their interests. Not me. My personality is the 107. <laughs> <laughs> Which a while ago we went to B&Q and <laughs> filled it I think with half of what was on the shelves it was everything to do this garden project which again that was a fun day out I had a great day we were in we were in um it was the house that I was uh, renting before the one I'm in now and the back garden was an absolute jungle and James Chris you have I missed somebody I'm really sorry if I'm forgetting somebody else, but I feel like that was just it. Uh, came around for two separate days. We Alan Tish marched that bitch. It, was, <laughs> it just it looked fantastic. We got the spray paint, but anyway, the, what Jordan's talking about is uh, <laughs> we uh, we went to B and Q. I was like, who wants to come to B and Q with me? And Jordan very timidly was like, yeah, I'll come. And uh, I went around with my big passive aggressive trolley and I was just like throwing like paint and sand and paper and sponges and shovels, shovels. everything <laughs> shoved it into the 107 and back down the road we went. It was fantastic. We were just a bundle of rope away from looking very suspicious. The two of us going away in that car. The two of us out together always look suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I enjoyed that. And like I said, I cycled down. That's when I was a little bit more active. From um, Lisburn to Belfast. I cycled from Lisburn down to the rowing club down at Stranmillis. Wild. And back home and had to abandon at Lady Dixon's because my legs couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I was I was a shell of a man after that. But, oh, what a day that was. And the weather was cracking. And, you know, we were able to enjoy ourselves and have a really good laugh too. And I had a great time. Again, pulling you, up weeds at a fantastic yeah, day. Yeah, you think of the one oh seven, and that's another thing that creeps into people's heads. Speeding up what the 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 uh, the road towards the B and Q. We're going the wrong way when we got lost, and the the Google Maps took us into the car park of the airport. <laughs> We're driving around, going. Where the hell is there a B&Q at George Best's in the airport? Us driving into the airport and the people being like... This doesn't look suspicious at all. <laughs> we're driving around looking over our shoulders. No, no, no. We're just looking for the plant killer <laughs> and the paint, please. Do you know where that is? <laughs> the weed killer and the shovels. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, one of those memories from our friendship group that, again, you sit back and you, you think about it one day when it's quiet and you go... Uh-huh. And you give yourself a little chuckle to it yeah. as well. Um, you sort of look back and yes, there are some like nice things that happened in school and you do get a laugh out of it. But then there's a few things that I've thrown back into my mind of maybe I've acted in a way that I shouldn't have or said something to anyone in school and a little bit of shame kicks in. And I think that's just sort of 
the maturing nature of you go into adulthood and you think, why did I act like that? You know, I was such a dick <laughs> for acting in such a certain way and I, I really shouldn't have. And I feel like given, you know, what has happened in the past few weeks and sort of the atrocious nature of the way that a lot, if not all women sort of get treated, um, I feel like one of the places that kind of starts in smaller stages is in school. Yeah. There's a few instances where I have reflected and thought I spoke to someone and said in a way that can be perceived as harassment and I feel terrible looking back on it now and I, I sit here with a genuine feeling of guilt for the way I have acted but at such a young age sometimes you don't think quite clearly but then I believe that as you get older there's people who sort of become more wiser in their thoughts and then there's a huge number of people on the opposite side of that that will just continue to carry on in that way and possibly get worse and having a younger sister now growing up in this world where the internet is massive and everyone pretty much knows who you are and everyone knows what you look like there are genuine times where I sit and fear the worst and I'm sure it was never the easiest thing in school because the internet sort of would have been starting up a little bit and things spread faster. You hear one rumour and suddenly someone texts you something about a boy or a girl in school and sometimes you can become a little bit tarnished with it. So, um, okay, so I suppose this is, this is one of those topics that is difficult to speak about because so many people have so many different opinions and so many people have so much to say um i myself am one of those people i have a lot to say um about you know like you were saying recently um it's been international women's day and um a lot of things have happened on either side of that um all different kind of issues have been you know um brought to light surrounding issues to do with uh, like you know the, the the statistic um came out about ninety seven percent of women have said that they is what is it they've they've experienced sexual harassment in their lifetime um so I just want to I mean before I say anything I just want to say Jordan you and the boys that we've talked about in this podcast like our friendship group I like personally speaking though you and those boys make me and I'm sure all the girls in our friendship group feel so safe you have never made us feel any type of way like you guys you're such good guys you know I saw um I was trying to hold myself back from getting angry at the not all men hashtag because I was like not all men but too bloody many of them and here's my experience and here's somebody else's experience yeah and I remember I was trying I ended up deleting the tweet but I was trying to write the tweet and I was trying to preface it with I have some of the most amazing male friends and Yes, not all men, but too many of them, yeah. right? Um, and it just gets into an area where you're like, I could just talk about this for hours. And I just felt that a tweet wasn't enough to get across what I wanted to say. And, you know, it's interesting. You brought this up. You know, we had like our chat before we started this. And you brought this up to me. And I was like, Jordan, be very careful what you ask me. I could go off. I could absolutely lose the plot and go off. And it'll be a whole podcast in and of itself. You're talking about like school and how um, sometimes you look back and you're like, you know, uh, you'd be embarrassed by some of the things that happened. One thing that I want to say about the school experience, I loved school. I enjoyed school. I miss it so much. And I know I speak for a lot of girls and women when I say that school is where that kind of sexual harassment-ish behaviour starts because... I'm, I don't know if it's different now. I don't know if the kids are now are kind of growing up with like a different perspective on these things. But when we were in school, that was back when, you know, um, slurs would have been used about girls in a joking way. But it's not funny when it's about you. Um, you know, when you're in your late teens and you're starting to have relationships and explore moving into adulthood and you know what I mean like yeah um, it always reflected purely on the girl 
And I'm not innocent of that. In school, you would have sat at the lunch table and someone would have said, oh, so-and-so is such a slur word. Yeah. She did such-and-such with and a boy's name. No one ever said, uh, he's rotten for doing that. But she was torn to pieces for doing it. 100%. And you look back at it and you're like, that was so wrong. And it is so wrong. Yeah. And, it, and and like we, we actually talked about this earlier as well because we were trying to... Um, we were trying to talk about how we would say it without saying it, right? Yes. But it starts with, oh, you're such a slur word, right? Yeah. And then it's, uh, go pull up her skirt. And then it's, uh, you know, uh, oh, come here at a party and whatever. Oh my God, did you hear what she did at that party? And then it's a smack on the arse in a nightclub. And then it's, uh, oh, she went home with him. What a... And then you're like sitting and you're like all these names over years and years and years. And you're like, but I, I, I didn't do anything wrong. No. And I'm not, I'm not talking about just me. I mean, I have seen and heard and there's girls, you know, there's girls from school from different years who I have seen tweet and talk about this. And I'm like, girl, I know. There was one girl that we mentioned before we came on and again, I'll keep her name out of it just out of respect for her. And Had an awful time. Got tortured for something that was not her fault the incident that happened should never have happened yeah. but yet in instances like we mentioned before it's so very easy for the the female in it to become the victim yeah and you know to be boyish, boyish, so be- yeah boyish behavior sort of oh yeah that's okay but yet a girl is just automatically a target of abuse from some boys and they'll walk past the corridor and someone will like snigger a little word or like they'll say something and then that girl's week month year whole experience suddenly can become absolute torture and i think looking back on it again i played my part by maybe not standing up Uh, and like i feel now i've had my eyes open the past couple of weeks and it all started from a friend of mine and she won't mind me naming her Stephanie I met her at university and she's lovely she's from East Belfast and one of the reasons we clicked is because we were both away and we were both from home so she shared a story and the story that she put out was something along the lines of it was it was a tweet and it was from a girl and she said that um, one of her guy friends said that one of his favourite things to do was to walk around the city centre at night with music in and just walk and sort of have some peace. And he asked her why she couldn't do that. And I replied, this is my favourite thing to do. The whole sentiment behind the tweet went completely over my head yeah. because I haven't had that fear as such of something can happen to me while I'm out walking about you know it's never crossed my mind and through talking to Stephanie and through chatting with other females as well and learning so much like I even put out a post on my own Instagram saying like the the replies I've got and like the insight that I have had into a completely opposite gender now or like a whole new worldview has sort of opened up for me to look into and started to look through the window and see what they experience and my mind was blown like for me it's no issue for 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 me to just put in music leave my front door and go for a walk yeah whereas it's completely different it's the strangest thing not that we haven't always had the opportunity to talk about it but it's the strangest thing now to be we're 23 now and to finally be I want to say in a society that's starting to accept that women have experienced things that aren't okay without saying that in like I feel that like three or four years ago if I said he's harassing me someone would have said oh you're just attention seeking or up, yeah. love it shut up yeah now I feel that women are starting to be given the platform where if a guy is you know harassing you and you know the word harass People think that means like proper, like physically manhandling, hassling you. And it harassing, be, yeah. yeah, harassing can be like 
messaging you every single day like I have been in situations where and I again I hate that I'm justifying this but I don't want anyone to be like oh you think you're class because boys message you every woman gets this this isn't this isn't an individual thing it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter if you think you're good looking if you think you're not if you have had boyfriends if you haven't this happens to every woman right you'll I have been in situations where if I'm like seeing a boy or if I'm in a relationship with a boy and I get like DMs on Instagram or I get like snaps and they're like inappropriate and they're people that I don't know. The boy's reaction is, why are you talking to him? And I'm like, I- I'm not. It's not my fault that they're trying he, to talk yeah, to me. Yeah, he started talking to me. I you know haven't what? initiated anything. And then the guy cracks up because, the guy that you're seeing cracks up um, because they're like, oh, you're talking to him and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not. Like four DMs in a week that are like rude that's not my fault yeah. and I'm on a pri- like for example my Instagram right I'm private they can't see who I am and they're yeah. still sending it do you know what I mean um, another good thing I find out of like social media is that it has the power to be bad but for the past couple of weeks it's just been filled with like information and I've sat and I've read and I've watched and I've informed myself about this topic you know i haven't went in with an opinion yes and i have read and read and read through so many different articles from men and women and inputs and stuff and i've just had this new worldview of like this this can't continue to go on Mm because ultimately it can lead to harm and that's the last thing that i want for not just me as a big brother or me as a father because again it shouldn't take you to be in a position where you have a younger daughter or whatever for that to happen it should be everyone's view automatically you do not want anyone male or female to come into any harm yeah exactly and just like you were saying you shouldn't have to be an older brother to notice it um something i just wanted to say sorry to get it off my chest if we're going to talk about this is um there's a trend going around on i don't know if it's a trend i don't know that that's the right word for it but uh on 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 the likes of tiktok and stuff uh you know where there's um there's tiktoks and girls are taking videos of themselves feeling good looking good whatever and men would comment like this is why i don't want a daughter and you're like yeah so it's men like you watching this stuff that are why you don't want a daughter because you know what men are like yeah yeah and you're kinda i understand like, that do you get what i'm trying to say yeah and you're kind of like it's the same guys that will say oh not all men i would never that would be like she's such a and call them like one of those slurs that i, I, th- I think right it now. is because like you said men understand how men work yeah and can understand that some men will look at that and sort of idolize it in kind of a, a sexualized fantasy like and can i just say i'm so sorry to jump in can i just say being called those names whilst it does not become your identity and whilst you do not believe it about yourself it becomes an integral ingrained part of yourself there's only so many times at 17 years old that you can be called a slut before you start to think am i is it my fault do you know what i mean there's only so many times that you can hear people go she's such a slut before you're like am i and I'm like, I had a boyfriend. Yeah, enough, I wasn't. Enough people start saying it to you that you start to doubt yourself and go, maybe it is the way I'm dressing or maybe it's the way I talk yes. or maybe it's the way I do my hair. I don't know what. And you start questioning all these little details about yourself. And another thing is, you're saying about the way people dress, people have different bodies. People are different sizes. People have a bigger butt, a bigger chest, longer legs, bigger thighs, right? I could wear the same top as someone with a completely different body type as me. And because the way the media or society views certain body types, one of us is going to be called a name, right? I could wear um, a crop top and someone else could wear the exact same crop top and be called a name for it because they look a certain type of way. Oh, I could go off. I could go <laughs> off, Jordan. <laughs> but, but, but this is important because this this ultimately engages conversation between people to look and go right okay well in what way should i then start feeling because again i had no opinion of it whatsoever Mm. 
not in a bad way, but again, it never crossed my mind because the innocence of me, you know, going out walking at night, I, I didn't think of like the possibilities or whatever it may be. But that's because, like I said earlier, you're one of those people that just makes you feel safe. You're not, there's not a bad bone in your body. Do you know what I mean? That's that's because you would never think about it in a hostile or yeah. in an advantage type of way. But unfortunately, and I agree, it's not everybody, but unfortunately there are some people out there that will look at a woman alone and think, mm. Yeah, and like one of, one of the things that I was doing was constantly chatting with friends of mine either from university or who I'd known through school and stuff and was asking them. I even asked on, there was a... A woman on Instagram and I started following her because again she put through a lot of information I think her name was Carmen okay. a lot of people were sharing her posts and stuff and I commented underneath it saying that I had never thought about this before until you know so many different people were sharing so many statistics and so much information that I have read and I have educated myself in a way about a topic that never crossed my mind not because I didn't care for it but again because it just never was a thought of concern for me and one of the most healthiest things that has ever happened to me in terms of mental health has been see you're saying about people just started talking about it I was so relieved is the wrong word because that's a bit dark but I was so like it's not only not just me it's everybody yeah the amount of like relief that I felt that so many other girls and women, I don't want to say relief that they'd had the same experiences, but relief that I wasn't weird for having felt those things about those experiences. Reading other people's stories as minor or as major as their experiences were, oh my goodness me, it makes you feel so human. You kind of drew a little bit more strength and resilience from it, knowing that you battled it and so did so many other women as well everybody everybody has has had has been called every female sorry in this context every woman has has had something said to them has had a comment passed has had their leg or their butt or their chest everybody has had something that they're like that wasn't right but i just didn't say anything because it wasn't the done thing yeah and again only the circumstances in which we are now discussing these things are tragic and they're they're so heartbreaking as Terrible. well. Yeah. But looking on from what has happened, it has now engaged a global conversation around the subject. And the same with, you look at instances through history where it has taken something to the extreme and then suddenly people wake up and go, hold on, that shouldn't happen. Why did it get to that point? It was okay for a while, and suddenly this has happened. Yeah. You know, whether it's to do with gender or race, religion, whatever it may be, sometimes the catalyst for that is an event where suddenly everyone goes, holy shit. It's an event that you can't ignore. Yeah. Why did it get to that stage? And you think, right, what? And it's such a shit thing to happen that suddenly you think in your head, right, I should have done better beforehand because now, ultimately, it's someone's life yeah. has been changed in a completely different way. Why did I not intervene? Why did I not see this coming? And you start to second-guess yourself, especially me as a male. I start to think, right, well, what can I do now to make people feel safer? You know, if I'm out walking and I see someone walking ahead that is a female, you know, I'll slow off or I'll change my route or I'll go a different way. I don't care if it takes me an extra 25 minutes to get where I'm going. As long as she can walk up that route now and she feels safe. Yeah. That's all I, that's that's now how I think when I'm out with people or when I would have been out in the nightclub with yourself or Bethany. There was a couple of times where Bethany was sort of being objectified by certain males and I you know, even I could notice that. Yeah. And my first instance was then to just like stick with Bethany, yeah. make sure nothing happened to her or no one approached her or no one came and grabbed her or said, do you want to kiss, do you want to dance or whatever? And it would be the same for you and it would be the same for anyone else, you know, that I'm out with that is a female. My first concern was always for them and did you get home okay? Yeah, 100%. And Women band together like that though. 
very much like let me know when you're home like and yeah. uh, you know everyone should be free to do whatever they want to do like if if you're gonna do that let me know that you're safe if you're gonna do that let me know you know let me know if he's lifting you yeah constantly like I would have had that with mum mm-hmm. more so than dad mm-hmm. and I think that was just because it was the it's it's a it's more of a woman thing you know mm-hmm. tell me where you are and co- because so many bad things can possibly happen mm-hmm. looking back as i said before the unfortunate events that have happened cannot be undone and my heart is completely broken for any woman that has went through whether it's small levels of harassment all the way up to what we've seen in the news over the past couple of weeks but now i think we should all just look forward and go right the solution is going to be here somewhere and you're damn right that we're going to find it and we're going to try and make it a better place for women for men for everyone we're going to educate everyone everyone. we're going to educate everyone even if it's in schools because it starts it starts it it ultimately does you know as you mentioned you know it starts off something so small and then it's like an avalanche effect it just builds and builds and builds and builds and then it can lead to such disastrous outcomes that we've seen I think what's so interesting about having this conversation, um, so obviously, not to break the fourth wall or whatever, but obviously um, there's an awareness that everything you're saying is being recorded and it's going to be put out and whatever. And it's so strange to sit and talk about this topic knowing that when this is put out and when this is put into the public sort of forum, there will be people listening to this going, "Would would that bitch just drop it? Like, who does she think she is having something to say about that? And I can't help but sit here while we're talking about this and oh my god it should be talked about right um and there's so much more that I could say um but there's an awareness of no matter what I say no matter what standpoint I take there will be someone and this isn't a gender thing this is just you know um there will be someone that goes who does she think she is saying that having that opinion talking about that and it's so scary but at the same time I just think it is so important and thank you so much for like asking me about it because it's something that I feel so passionately about so strongly about and I have so many opinions about um but it 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 needs it needs to be talked about whether it's on something like this or whether it's on social media or whether it's even if you sit down with like your brother and be like I don't like that you said that do you know what I mean yeah and like it was an not a no-brainer but I definitely wanted to bring it up because you know I've had plenty of women on the podcast and I've tried to vary up who comes on and who talks about what but I think it's such an obvious elephant in the room for everyone that it needs to be spoken about and people need to go off and sort of reflect about maybe the way they've acted in certain occasions and or possibly changing their behavior I think change is I think genuinely I think change is more important like don't sit and dwell on the past the past is the past and everybody has everybody's done stupid shit yeah you know what i mean i've said horrible stuff in moments of insecurity and in moments of teenage anger do you know what i mean um i think i think the biggest thing is take what's happened this past sort of week two weeks and think about it for the future and go do you know i'm gonna make an active effort men and women everybody needs to um think about what's happened and just make an active choice to be better moving forward yeah and ultimately that's what it is you know you can't undo the past but what you can do is you can learn from it and try and progress together as a society as a group of people as a whole community you know reflect and then act and i think it's so um i think it's so nice as well our friendship group dynamic is almost like a 50 50 mix of guys and girls and it's such a nice dynamic that there's no like I don't think there's any sexism in our group I don't think there's any derogatory sort of um as adults there's not really any derogatory language thrown around like we're all very we just see each other as people and that's it it's just it's so it's mature and it's lovely and it's nice and it's just fantastic to have like those people there for you from you know men and women but we can still poke fun at ourselves when we need to. Oh, I have to. <laughs> Stay me. Like, who do I think I am chatting about this? <laughs> but no, it's an issue that we need to, to talk about 
more, but unfortunately we don't have enough time in this episode <laughs> to cover everything because that is all, unfortunately, we do have time for. So, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on to the show and I really do wish you the best of luck with Modern Origin. That feels like a, a lifetime ago in this podcast now, but Charlie, you know, the best of luck with your business prospects and everything revolving around your university experiences too so I really do hope everything goes well for you thank you so much I've had a lot of fun that, and that's it all done see it's as easy as that you don't need to worry so yeah guys that's it for episode 11 of the New Leaf podcast make sure you head over to the Instagram page and not only follow Modern Origin Official on Instagram but also check out New Leaf podcasts and it's the best way to stay updated with all of our giveaways that we do in the future I know that you haven't won the past two, but I'm sure at some point your luck might change, Catherine. <laughs> but um, yeah, head over there and stay updated with new episodes and different little bits of content that we throw up on the page there. So check it out on Instagram and check it out on Facebook also. And as well, if you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, head over to Spotify, Castos, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts as well. We're very accessible and there's no cost to it as well. So you can stick it on and have us in the background. But for the meantime, guys, everyone, stay safe. Take pride in everything you do. And remember, you're all superstars. See you later. (laughs)